stream. Like literally, and that's what it, he was like. Because you know, like Journey, you know, like don't stop believing. You know, you know. Well, Chancer likes to try to sing like that, but he doesn't have the voice, so it really sounds kind of like a falsetto. If you guys ever heard Chancer sing, you know, he, you know what I'm talking about. He kind of has a yeah, raspy. But um, then you, yeah, oh my gosh, he's a beast. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, get these up here. Um, really excited about what we went over with Ulysses. I was talking to Berto and Griselda, and they were thinking about starting by incorporating it for the whole church as a life group. Yeah, so they want to talk to you about it, but this was my thing. And I even said, cause, you know, because Berto used to be a trainer and stuff, but this is what I said. I said, Ulysses is just in great shape. And he really has a lot of strength in this. And I said, I'm not going to start a life group with other leaders with him if they're not going to be on the same level because I don't think that's going to be taken serious. You know what I'm saying? When we do stuff in this church, I want it to be taken serious. So I said to Pastors Berto and Griselda, if you guys really want to be a part of it, you need to take this 90 days and get in shape because there's October, November, December, this quarter. I want to see you guys in shape. I want to see Berto in shape. And I want to see Griselda in shape. And I'm not talking like they have to be ripped. I'm saying if you guys want to be a part of it and lead it, even to my pastors, I challenge them. Because I do not, even for myself, I would not feel like I am ready to lead a health life group. I am not ready to lead one. When I hit my goal, and for me, hitting my goal would be a six-pack. You know what I'm saying? Now, there are different opinions. Maybe the ladies may have a different opinion. But for me personally, I want to see the people leading my classes, my aerobic classes and my my getting in shape classes, I want them to be like Bob and Julian from Biggest Loser, okay? I want them to look good, like Dole Vett from the show as well. I'm just, I'm just saying, I do things in excellence around here, and I know that Ulysses is ripped, man, and he is definitely in shape. So that's just my personal opinion. Now, anybody can be in it, but if you're going to be a leader, I want you to be an expert in it. I want you to be an expert. That makes sense, doesn't it? It doesn't mean like, because there's a difference between being in shape and being healthy. Some people are healthy, but they're not in shape. I was healthy. At 286, but I wasn't in shape. I didn't have high cholesterol, did not have high blood pressure. I was still exercising on a regular basis, but I was not in shape. I was a shape, and it was like a pair, right? Like they say, <laughs> yeah, but you, you have to work for it if you want it. If you want it, you got to work for it. And here's a cool thing. The guy who's won, like, a, an amazing amount of CrossFit competitions, who's, like, the best guy in the world right now, and CrossFit people, they are addicted to that stuff. So if you meet CrossFit people, they are, like, they are like way on that stuff. He's a Christian. Really? Yes, he is a Christian. Uh, look him up right now. Put CrossFit champion, put all-time winning CrossFit champion. I mean, and they go to California, and they compete in a stadium. It is huge out there. In California, they have CrossFit stuff in the parks, man. They do all of that stuff in the parks. Man, I, I saw that they're, they're, like in San Francisco, they have it built into their parks where you can do a lot of, what do they call that, calisthenic type stuff? And yeah. Yeah, a lot of that stuff, you know. Um, now, CrossFit, too, also involves a lot of weights, but... Yeah, San Francisco Parks has a lot of that calisthenic stuff built into it. You'll see him, and he's also a Christian. Rich Froning? Let me see him. I'll, I'll see if I can see him. That's when he came out on Wikipedia. Yeah, that guy right there. And look up Rich Frowning, Christian, and you'll see his testimony at a Chi Alpha Club, I believe, or a Campus for Crew, uh, crew Club, a Campus, Campus Crusade for Christ. Yeah, he's a Christian, dude. So you can get a lot of ideas from him, dude. He is a beast. In one of his videos, he's lifting weights to hill songs, man. It's really cool. But like the new stuff, like the dancey stuff. Yeah, that put, um, they'll put, put his name back up here. Just put his name. 
Christian, and then hit videos, and then you'll see it come up. So I really believe in that, what he was saying. That could be a start to what we were talking about, right, Alejandro? Yep, let me see it. Yep, exactly, that guy right there. And I'm telling you, he is a legend. He is like the Michael Jordan of CrossFit. Like, you mention him. Like, everybody knows exactly who that guy is. He's won. Like, if you go back to the Wikipedia, he's won it like five times. And you got to understand, these are the most these, – these guys are the most intense athletes. They are the strongest of the strongest. They can, I mean, they have to compete with everything, legs, back, arms, endurance. So strong men just do heavy stuff. These guys do heavy stuff and reps, and they do it legs, and they do it arms, and they do endurance. Endurance, too. Yeah, these guys are like your triathlon-type people, man, like, like Iron Men. And they're stronger. Yeah. So anyways, he's a Christian. He's an on-fire Christian. Not just like, oh, I go to church every now and then. But that, that's what I'm talking about. I want a guy like this to lead it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, I'm, doing, if I'm doing gang ministry, I want somebody that relates to gangs. If I'm doing hip-hop ministry, I, want to, I don't want a lame rapper. If I'm doing this, I want somebody that's in this thing. If we're going to do a baseball ministry or, or a softball, I want somebody, I want to win. Now, we can have everybody on the team. Everybody's willing to come to the life group, right, to learn to rap. Everybody can come to the – I don't care what shape they're in. They can come to do the thug dizzle. If you don't know how to play baseball, you can be on the softball team. We'll teach you. But I'm talking about the one who leads it, the coach. I want him to be a pro. I want to get, like, Sammy Sosa out there or something. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know who this guy is. I don't even know his name. What? I don't even know his name. Sammy Look up a picture of him. I don't 66 home runs in a season. I've heard of him. Really? He would get 66 I, home runs to be batting like 250. If he either oh, hit a home run or What years did he play? Because I might have watched him play. Like, what, what years in 2000? Because when I came to Chicago, it was 2004. Yeah, now I, I think I watched him play. That's why I remember it. I just know he was a great player. I know, believe it or not, it's hard for me. Hard to believe, I know. I come from a, well, you know, so and here's even funnier. I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where I come from, the land of cornfields, okay? And when I was there, they're all about the Cubs. And so I'm talking to somebody. She's talking to me about the Cubs because I had a Chicago for Jesus shirt on. And I'm like, you know way more about the Cubs than I do. You probably go to way more games than I do. And I said, but I'm an anomaly. I'm an anomaly. I said, if you would have met anybody else from Chicago, they would be like up in you to the, like if you would have met this woman at, at the place, you guys have been like besties. Like, boom, 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 boom. like, oh, do you have this jersey? Do you do this? Do you watch this one? Did you see that home run? Do you know about this thing? And I was just sitting there going, I watched the cooking channel with my wife on Sunday. Sunday nights. That's what I do. Because didn't they play last night? They played, right? They did. It was the last game. They won. End of the season, the eight-game win streak. Yes. You're, you're like in the wrong place for this because you need to come on a Sunday morning. Like they would all be cheering for you right now. Are you guys not Cubs fans or what? No, I'm not a baseball fan. Yeah, because you're dealing with like a random like specimen of our church. Like if you were right, if you were right, like, like if you were just here. 24 hours ago, and you said that. Trust me, we're not our church not erupt. Like we have a ton, a ton of church. Of, of. Okay, so you're not really into sports either. You're like me. You're like me. You love sports. So you've given up on them, okay? So when they so you're socks. Do you even care? Yeah, you're like me. You don't really care. So you don't really care about baseball and the Tina. Okay. So yeah, you're just you have a, you you are like in a this poor girl like literally any other place in Chicago if she was right now she'd I be. I tell you. I know. Like if you just walked out to the street, you could find more Cubs fans. They're so excited. Like there's people in my gym talking about this 24/7 right now. You know, but like you're at the you're you're at the anomaly of anomalies. 
And maybe it's because of the church I pastor. Maybe it's because I've downplayed it. Because some pastors, they even open up their services praying for their teams. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like if you hear Rich Wilkerson or Judah Smith or these big-name people, they'll be like, and Lord, be with the Seattle Mariners as they play today. Uh, God, be with the Miami Dolphins. Like, and you're listening to them preach. And they're, they're being funny, like, you know, quote-unquote, funny, corny, whatever. But Low-key, I'm going to pray on Wednesday for that wild card game. There you go. And you'll fit right in with those guys. <laughs> All right, so, okay, we got this up here. Oh, you made it to class. What time did you get here at? I got here like 11.15. Good for you. Good for you. Are you a big boy? <laughs> Good job. Good job. Right. Come on, big boy. Oh, I need to make him laugh. Does he have a good laugh? <laughs> no, no, don't let him. Dude, because I know that's what's been going on with you, right? Yeah. Okay, so you made it. Good. Glad you're here. Yeah, got a little hot here. Let's see who's next on the list. Okay, so we got that thing. Steve, we got to pray for him. Lord, heal him. Him and his wife were sick yesterday. Okay, what do we got here? Chapels are going to be up there now. Okay, that's that thing I was telling you about. I like mine better. But anyways, just in my humble, accurate opinion. Okay, Rudy, you're next. Okay. So, let's go over Rudy, Chapel Vision Statement, Overall Mission of the Ministry. Oh, the mission, what's that? What do you mean? And put it back up. Take it down and put it back up. Yeah, we'll put it back up. Yeah, you can do it now. You got your laptop with you? Okay. Overall Mission of the Ministry. The mission is to encourage multiple churches of Chicago and different communities via an already established ministry, Chicago for Jesus, to take on street evangelism. That's, that's pretty good. But maybe Jasmine would have to speak to this because she may not know what Chicago for Jesus is, but is there enough information to still tell you about what this thing is? Um, Read it again. Is it Chicago for Jesus? Like you, you guys it's, it's our over-encompassing evangelism ministry. So there's 10 that happens during the week. The main one is Saturday. That involves a teaching, a training. But there's 10 times. One of them is today going out. I go to, to the college campus. I meet some of our guys there, et cetera. So it's, it's just the big outreach ministry. But as you read this, does this make sense to you? Because a lot of times you've got to get an outsider's perspective because you might have been speaking lingo here that only we get. And you've got to understand that also when you're preaching, too. You don't want to use a lot of churchy terms on Sundays or big youth nights because you want to make sure that you're touching the right people as well, you know. So I always try to explain my big terms, you know. Um, but that really hit on a lot of notes for me. I think it could be said differently, and I want to give you some rework to it. Um, but Jasmine, what do you think? Tell me what this is. Oh, yeah. So what is, it, what is it then? If it makes sense, what is it? Put it in your words now. What does he talk? So if, he, if, if you were uh, at a barbecue with him and he was just your friend 
and you were introducing them to your grandpa, and your grandpa's like, oh, what are you guys doing in Bible college? And you'd be like, you know, you're going to say your little thing, what you're going to do, and then, and then you're going to point to him and go, yeah, he's going to Bible college because he wants to uh, encourage churches to, from different communities to work with Chicago for Jesus for street evangelism. You know, would that make sense to you, explaining that to your grandpa? Because okay. I feel, I mean, I don't know. Because in my mind, I know, like, in dialect, I'd probably be able to, if he'd be like, what's Chicago for Jesus? I'd be like, yeah. oh, this is what Chicago for Exactly. Jesus. You would explain it more. And then if he didn't know what street evangelism was, you would explain that to him more. I would, if I, I think if anything, explain what street evangelism is more. Okay. I mean, especially if you talk to someone, evangelism is a churchy term. You it know is. what I'm saying? If it is. Talking to Billy Joe, your neighbor, yep. you might not necessarily know what street evangelism is. Totally. How would you explain street evangelism? What terms would you use? Um, I'm trying to think of like a pretty way to describe it. Yeah, a pretty way. Oh, a yes. word appealing. You know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aesthetically or, or verbally pleasing. Yeah. Aesthetics is. Um, yeah. As you're thinking, let's, let's get some word craftsmanship on here. Street preaching, to me, muddies the water more. Spreading the gospel is churchy. That's getting us there. That one's just a cliche for me personally, so I'm not really into that one. Yeah, it does. That's more like a motto. I want a description of this street ministry. What does it look like? What, what is happening? Like when I go out today, Monday, to Wright College, in honor, by the way, of the Oregon students who gave their life for Jesus, remembering that any time when we are publicly sharing our faith, we could also give our lives for Jesus. This is true even in America. So remember that, right? Even when you guys go to Mardi Gras. Um, what does it look like? If an alien was coming down and they were looking at it, you know, what would they be seeing? How is this? And if they didn't know to look at it, but I was going to describe to them what they were going to look at or what, you know, if they, you know, if they couldn't see it at all. And I said, let me describe this to you. Someone living in the jungle, someone who's never done this before. What would I say? Walking, walking the streets. Yes. Uh, having intentional interactions with people and telling them about Exactly. Now, there's a word for that that I still like, and that is outreach. I still think outreach is applicable. I think it's like a popular term from the 60s, 70s, Jesus people, outreach. But I still like it. If you get, can you guys think of another word for outreach? Witness is churchy. Nothing wrong with churchy, but I just wanted, I want to pull this out a little bit. As they say, tease it out. Give me some more words. Outreach. What? Gathering. Not really gathering. Connecting. Seeking out. I like that. The mission is to encourage churches in Chicago. Taking out the word mission, that's, um, you don't need that in there. Just tell me what the mission is. The mission is to encourage, and not multiple, just to encourage the churches of Chicago. Or churches in Chicago, right? That sounds better, something like that. To encourage the churches in Chicago. Now, if you want to put from different communities. 
right. I don't think you need that in there. The only thing I would say is to gather churches of all different cultures or ethnic, that may help you because now that's telling you, oh, he's going to go to the Romanian Pentecostal church and invite them to come. He's going to go to the Latino churches. He's going to go to the Greek churches that my, wife, my mother-in-law goes to every, every other Sunday night. You know, he's going to be intentional. That may be a benefit to put in there. What do you think, Rudy? Yeah, but you have to gather them together. So you're talking about a gathering together and a sending out. So the kind of churches you're gathering together are not all going to look the same is what I'm trying to, come, to have it come across. Yeah, you're not, you're not gathering churches together that all are going to be African-American, that are all are going to be Latino, all are going to be white. They're, all, they're going to be different. So I personally would say um, to gather together the churches in Chicago from multicultural backgrounds or from different cultural backgrounds to gather multi to gather churches from you know so, to gather the churches in Chicago from multicultural backgrounds to be trained up through Chicago for Jesus to go out and do outreach Christian service, outreach, Christian service. I mean, what words are we going to use? Christian witness, that clarifies a little bit more, or just outreach, to do outreach on the streets. Read it back and tell me, we'll get an idea. I'm not always right. Most of the time I am. <laughs> to do outreach on the streets. Read it one more time, and then everybody critique it and tell me if that's the best that we have come up with. To gather the churches in Chicago from multicultural backgrounds through Chicago for Jesus to do outreach on the streets. Can anybody think of something better? There's not a training in there. So how would you put training in there? At this point, suggestions cannot be made. Critiques cannot be made without suggestions of change. That's a part of leadership. It's easy to point out mistakes. What's that? I said that'll Thank you. It's easy to point out a critique, but now you cannot do it at this part of the revision unless you're adding the suggestion as well. Is this the refreshed version or do I got to refresh it? Okay, yeah, as we're talking, do it here, please, because he wants to hear it again. Okay. Yep. Uh, no. Yeah, well, then you got to redo it officially up top, but, yeah, it's okay if it says a comment right now. Oh, that's right, yeah, top. There we go. Okay. You guys see that? Okay, go ahead. Because I'm thinking about how, like, Julian's saying how it doesn't really, um, like, give, like, the training aspect, because that's, you know. Yeah. So what if we say to equip um, a diverse group, or 
have multicultural background churches in Chicago to do outreach on the show. So I love it. I, I, I would even just say to equip the churches in Chicago, to equip the various multicultural churches in Chicago through Chicago for Jesus to do outreach on the streets, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. To equip and then putting the multicultural diverse before Chicago. Instead of having to go after Chicago, so having to be to equip the churches from multicultural backgrounds in Chicago. But if we want to leave off that multicultural, I'm okay with that too, because Chicago, by definition, is multicultural, and that may be overkilling it. But it is nice to show that's multicultural. It's a big thing right now. Everybody loves that about the church. And I'm not just talking about this church, the church in general. People love that it's really multicultural. This kind of goes for that geographic uh, definition. I'm looking for something that describes the people. What kind of people are going to be gathered from the churches? Can we just put together the churches in Chicago, the multicultural backgrounds, and benefit and train, uh, equip them with skills through the skills to do so by themselves? Yes, like that. yes, that's very good. Chicago for Jesus Street. And you have to ask Rudy on that final decision because it can be either way. You hear what he's saying? So you put an N and then add the quip right after the backgrounds? Why don't you write it out for him? This is what we should be doing, guys. Give him, give, let's have actual stuff. Because, you know, it's easier when you see what you're talking about, uh, Christian, in writing. Because what he's trying to say is instead of having just one sentence without a break, he wants to put a break and and in there. So it says there's a gathering and an equipment, a training and a sending, something like that. Right, Christian? He's talking about putting a break in there, which I always love to do that. I love to put those breaks with and because it adds more qualifiers. But I think you guys should be writing this out because it would be a lot easier for others to see instead of describing it. Because I don't know if any of us are uh, English majors here or have that as a real strong gift. I don't even know half the stuff that I'm doing when I'm writing, like the names of what I'm doing, conjunctions or prepositions. I just know I want to communicate clearly, you know. This is really, by the way, really the definition of Chicago for Jesus. This is Chicago for Jesus. So it's not, to me, a separate thing, but I'll get into that in just a moment. But right now, I just want to go on with what you're talking about. This, but this is Chicago. We don't start, this is not a separate thing you do with Chicago for Jesus. This is Chicago for Jesus. This was the entire definition of it. And if you look at our definition of Chicago for Jesus, which I worked with, um, I worked on with another pastor and Bible college graduate. He has his master's degree from Moody. Here is our definition. Um, Chicago for Jesus is the unifying evangelistic training and outreach, going with what Christian was just saying there. Chicago for Jesus is the unifying evangelistic training and outreach ministry of Metro Praise International. Now, I have actually taken his out because I, now that I remember, I took his out because, remember I said that we would not be gathering other churches as a, as a main thing right now because I didn't have the right people in charge, the right things going on. Well, that's because we had changed it. So I wish uh, I would have kept it up there, but it actually said unifying. No, maybe it was that. 
Okay, but that is our Chicago for Jesus is the unifying evangelistic training and outreach ministry of Metro Praise International Church. And the unifying evangelistic training and outreach is implying that it's working with other churches. That's what it's meant to imply. Okay, did you put yours up there, Christian? Okay, Christian, read it out loud, please. Together, the churches in Chicago from multicultural backgrounds and equip them with the, kill, the skills they need through Chicago for Jesus to do, the, to do outreach on the streets. Woo! I really like that. That's wordy. But I'm a wordy guy. I like that. I like that. To gather the churches in Chicago, so it talks about gathering from multicultural backgrounds. And, so you gathered them, and equip them with the skills they need through Chicago for Jesus to do outreach on the streets. Can anyone think of something better than that? If you can't put it up right now, but I mean, I'm loving that. That to me, that's, that's money. My man. It's money. <laughs> yeah. Love that. That gets you a free Starbucks, sir. Uh, <laughs> what gets me a free Starbucks? What's that? What gets me a free Starbucks? No, you got to impress me. Got you got to impress me. I got, I got my own car. Okay, you got your own car. Can't you just couples gather and equip together? So together and equip the church in Chicago, the multicultural backgrounds, with the skills they need. You could. I don't think that change is beneficial, though. I prefer it this way. Now it's just a matter of you like sausage or pepperoni on the pizza, you know? If, if, if this was yours, you would get the final say. But for me, I, don't, I, I would stick, I personally would stick with this. I think it says it better. It's just a personal preference now. Okay, Rudy, you get to make the call. Do you want to change it or do you want to keep it? I like this because the, um, Chicago itself is really diverse culturally. Yep. So it captures the multicultural aspect of it and yep. all of it explains what we're going to do with those Yes. Did you like it? No change. Okay, he gets the final call. Now, this is what I would say about what we're talking about here, literally connecting it to the church. Real-world application here. Real-world application. When you are ready to do that, I will add that to this vision statement and give you leadership of Chicago for Jesus. But I have a couple concerns before we get into the details of it, is that you have chosen to be in the youth ministry. So are you saying you are going to lead the youth ministry and do this? No. So we have to now figure out what are you going to do? Because in my heart, as I have prayed for you, as I have really sought the Lord for you, and I can be wrong, but I really feel like this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but I don't understand then. Now, this is where it gets a little personal. I don't understand how is it you're able to give this time and attention to the youth ministry and not do this. Because if this is what you wanted to do, you should be in the place that Ulysses is in right now, and you should be taking this to the next level. I have already spoken to you and Jared multiple times. God is my witness that I have pastors to contact. We could even ask Jasmine if we could contact her pastor outside of the city, but other pastors that I know where the church uh, will work with us to do evangelistic ministries. Whether it's us going to assist them on one of their e-nights or their youth nights where they're doing an outreach, or whether or not it's us just gathering the churches here in Chicago. So please, sir, explain to me why are we not having you do this right now, and why are you not 
making this a part of your passion? Why am I talking about something that you're not actually doing right now? Well, it is my passion. Yes. 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 And Ellie um, kind of proposed to me if I would like to lead a life group. And I said, that would be cool. Yeah. And, um, and I agree that you need that experience. Yeah. So but then why would you give up your position on Saturday then? Well, just a lot. I figured it would be a lot. So when are you planning on doing this? Going back after I graduate. So this is something that you're going to gather up experience for to prepare yourself and then come back and be launched out to do. Okay, that was not communicated with me. Do you remember that being shared at a meeting? Because I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, it was, uh, we were talking about it. And I'm talking about a meeting that I was in personally. Yeah, it was a staff meeting. It was, it was a staff, staff meeting, meeting that was brought up. Okay. And the reason why he wasn't going to do it is because he was going to have work and also doing ministry and all that. Okay. I have nothing but love for you, dear sir. Um, you are not catching your first rebuke. Let me just be real clear. Rudy is not being rebuked right now. One day that may happen, but today is not that day. I cannot remember the last time I've had to rebuke Rudy, except him leaving Saturday without finishing our life group video. Anyways, I don't know why I'm talking like somebody from Motown, but I'm just in this mood right now. Anyways, um, so let me just say this. I want to see this happen. I have been praying for this to happen. This was the heart of starting it. I don't feel I'm the person to do it. If God has put it in your heart to do it, then this is yours. All of this, this is your inheritance. The reputation that we have, the resources that we have, you can do this. This can explode. But God must raise up a man. God works through, now I don't mean just men as opposite of women i mean mankind god raises up a human to fulfill his call upon the earth amen, amen. does everybody get that i want everybody to get this when god has a ministry to be done upon this earth a service to mankind when god has something that he wants to do in mankind he raises up a man to do it he raises up a man he does not send angels to preach his gospel he does not send cherubim. He sends a man. He first raises up a man. And that man or woman must be called, have a burning in their heart, be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. How many of you enjoyed Sunday's message on the power of the Holy Spirit? We talked, Jasmine, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I know your church believes in that. Speaking in other tongues, to be a witness. The power is to be a witness. First and foremost, we are baptized with the Holy Spirit to be a witness. Dick Brogdon, the famous Assembly of God missionary, he said, I am not a Pentecostal based on just my own preferences. I am a Pentecostal based on necessity. If this is where I get the power of God from, then I must have it. And if he says it's a command for me to have it, then I must obey. Amen? So, Rudy, I want to let you know that when I was in a SUM chapel uh, S-U-M, what's that called? Spiritual emphasis. I want to let you know when I spoke to you and really gave you a word about me personally giving a mantle to you. You guys remember that word? Yeah. I believe it is for this. Now, none of you, including Ellie, who has been with me well over seven years, 
going on eight. How many years have you been with me, Pastor Ellie? Since October of 2008. 2008, so over seven years. This, no, seven years this month. Okay, wonderful. Um, have you ever heard me say such a thing? Like, here's a mantle. God is telling me this is for you. Here's a, a something that I'm passing on to you in the spirit that God has given me. Have you ever heard me use such language? No, never, never. Not, I, there, is, there is not an inkling in my body that thinks kooky charismatic. There's not a part of me that's a granola Christian, fruit not in a flake. I love some of those people. I love Bill Johnson. I love Heidi Baker. I love Heidi Baker when she preaches from her knees for an hour, weeping and laughing and letting the Holy Spirit tickle her. I love that. But I am not that. I am a serious bout it, bout it warrior. Amen. That is the way I think. If it doesn't have the function, I'm not in the unction. You know what I'm saying? Usually the unction that God gives me always has a function. Okay? If I'm laughing, it's because I've been working hard. If the Lord's getting me drunk on the spirit, it's because I need a break. You know what I'm saying? It's just not, I don't walk around the church laughing all the time. I was laughing the other day in my prayer closet because God was filling me with joy because he knew I needed a refreshment. You know? But like I said, some of these people, they're just laughing all the time in the spirit. They're always falling down, going boom. No, most of the time I'm standing up, whooping on the devil. Amen? I'm not, I'm not a sign seeker, but signs follow me. Come on, hashtag that or Instagram that or whatever, tweet that. We don't seek signs, signs follow us because we seek Jesus, amen? So I just want to say that to you. That was a very real word. And it wasn't up on the word board that I gave, because yesterday when I talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I gave the devotion, uh, the, the notes for the sermon. We always do it on a blog format, so you can check it out. I wanted to encourage the congregation, so I cited 39 times in my life that I have journaled where God has shown up in power. And I played a video of a time when we were in India casting out a demon. You can find it online. You can go to our website. It's right there on the front page. It's the power of God. And the point is, your word is not in there because I have not seen it fulfilled yet. So I don't just put random words. Well, I, I felt the Lord tell me here's the mantle, and I give it to, to, to Rudy. No, it's not there. The reason why Steve's word is there and I'll just go back to it here real quick. The reason why uh, Steve's word, oh, we were here. Look at this. So if you just go to the website, uh, Jasmine, if you ever want to check on what we're doing, we always have our latest sermons right here. I always put our sermon notes as well as the sermon there. Uh, so there's the sermon notes that I'm talking about. And like um, the prior sermons, like tomorrow, whatever you do the video today, I always put it up. You'll see, like, within a couple days of the Sunday, you'll see the sermon there and then the notes. Does that make sense? So if you ever want to track with what we're talking about, like I said, I try to keep MPI out of this for the most part because I want you to feel like you can apply this to all your church. But I'm just showing this to Rudy. And here's the, here's the uh, video of us in uh, India casting out the demon right here. Um, but the reason why, here's the, I document. It took me over four hours to do this, taking them out of my journal and telling the stories putting in the witnesses, having the right year, etc. Okay, and uh, where is it here? Um, prophecy towards the end. Okay, if you notice, I only have two prophecies. Now, I've given many, many prophecies in life by God's spirit. Okay, by his grace, obviously. But the only reason why I picked these two is because I just wanted them to be an example. I didn't put them all up here. But this one with Steve is very significant. He will tell you. May 9th, 2015, come on, Ulysses, you're there. You know what I'm Yes, you were there. That's right, weeping on the phone. I called them up before they went out, and I was weeping 
Weeping. Many of you guys haven't even seen me weep like that, but I'm weeping, right? Broken. Now, that's not the time of the word. This is after. The time of the word is May. Time of the word is May. What I was weeping for is because I, I felt what God was going to do. I was getting a taste of it. This is before he even started it, though. I wrote a personal prophecy to him through Facebook. So I write this prophecy to him. This is only a portion of it. May 9th, 2015. When you see the streets on fire in Baltimore and wonder what can be done, have I not raised you up to be a voice calling my people back to me? Have I not called you to be a light to the, to the light that burns? Have I not called you to be a light that burns brighter than the fire of violence? Now look at that. Ask and I'll give the nations to you for the glory of my name. Now at this time, that came to be a confirmation of what he was asking God to do. And that's why he started the game ministry. That was the release. God gave it to him, but he needed a confirmation. And I literally had a word in my prayer walk as I was doing my prayer walk, and I just had this burning in my heart for the, the violence that we were seeing on Baltimore, and God said, this is a word for Steve, and it started coming right from me. Do you not see these fires? Do you see this? But I'm going to have you be an answer to that violence. I'm going to have you go out there, ask of me those nations. And then here's the confirmation of that. When he started that ministry within 30 days, we were doing things that I have never seen done before. Reaching the people who had been killed, uh, their family who had been killed, having a vigil in the park for them, reaching a chief from the gang and other gang members. Yesterday, we had another gang member join with us at the second service. Powerful, powerful. So I say all of that to you, Rudy, not to manipulate, not to manipulate the situation because you have to pray and to receive the word to see if it is valid for your life. But I just say that if this is really on your heart to do, that is a big deal. That is a big deal. Chicago for Jesus will encompass and does right now in some way, but not the way I see it in the future. It will encompass all of the evangelistic ministries with a singular focus and vision. So this was us going to the PR Fest. You guys are always welcome to come with us in the summer. This is a big event, family-friendly. You guys can come, and you would love to see it. We'd love to come down there and do something as well. And here's a little recap video but I'd really love to see you take this to the next level. But here's the thing, and I want to, and, and Josh, we're going to be getting to this with you. Josh, if you feel you want to do apostolic work and plant churches or teach pastors how to do the discipleship-based church, you will not be able to do that without the authority of experience. So that means you yourself will have to be a church planner that plants a successful church that earns the right to speak to other church planners. Does that make sense? And it's the same thing with Rudy. Rudy, if you want the ability to speak to other churches, you have to have the right to speak to this church. And let me just say this to everybody here. And please listen to me online, those listening to this. Here's my big problem with citywide prayer meetings. I do not have a problem with people getting together and having prayer meetings. Not a problem at all. But I want you guys to understand this. And I, if I had time, I would put it up here, but I'm not going to do it. Why is it when these organizations have city-wide prayer meetings, they meet in a church, and the church is not even filled? Now watch this. I'm going to show you. I want to show you because I don't want you to think I'm making this up. I'm going to show you right now, and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. I want you to see this. Chicago City-wide prayer meeting. 
I know, it's okay. Oh, that's what happened. That's not okay. This will bring up something here. Okay, uh, not church in the city. We will get this. Watch this right here. Let's go here. Okay, church in the city, awakening, no. Watch, I will show you uh, Chicago. Let's get this part out. Prayer meeting. Um, let, me, let me go here. Is this your Facebook that's up? Yeah. Okay. What is this one? I want to get that one that just came up. Let me get it again here. Ten days prayers. Okay, yeah, this is ten day prayer net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, watch here. Okay. Okay, about gatherings. Let me get here. I want to show you guys. Okay, here we go. This is not it. This is not the one I'm thinking of. I want... Don't worry about that. Here we go. I want... Okay. Oh, here we go. I, can I, do a, I could have did a search here because you just went to it. And I was researching it. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. I know I knew it was going to take this time, but I really want to do it. Because I want, to, I want you guys to see it. And when you see it, you'll get where I'm coming from here.
Chicago prayer meeting. Citywide. Why is this not coming up? Text Lawrence and ask him what prayer meeting he just went to. Please. This it? Oh, this might be it right here. Is this it right here? Why can't I search on this thing? On his likes. That's what I want to do. Praise Chicago. Here we go. I got it. I got it. Okay, now watch this right here. This is what I'm talking about. Okay? Now watch this right here. Okay? Yeah. Okay, now look. I want you to understand this. Okay? Now, I believe this church has a balcony, but I'm not even going to use the balcony as a example. Okay? So this, this is the Philadelphia Romania church. Okay, so they're doing the, the all prayer. A lot of people there, right? It's real exciting, okay? But here's the thing I want you to see right here. This is the part that I have a problem with. Okay, so next one is go to it, you know, June 20th. Here, here's the thing. What does that church look like on a Sunday morning? If that's their building and they're a pretty normal-sized church, a pretty normal church that occupies their space on a Sunday morning... What do you think this looks like on a Sunday morning? Probably just like this, right? But now this is a Chicago citywide prayer meeting, and they say, oh, we have 30 churches come together. We had 40 churches come together. You know what I'm talking about, Ellie? What's the first problem that you see now? Yeah. If just your church came, how would you be able to fit 40 other churches? Hello. 
See, this is the problem that I have with these kind of events. Because what is it the mentality of? It is the mentality, Jasmine, as what we've talked about a couple years ago, and I don't know if you were here. It's called the 80-20 rule. Some churches want to base their discipleship and their leadership on 20% of the church, and then give an excuse for the other 80% to do nothing. Other churches that are discipleship-based say, no, 80% is going to do everything we're talking about here, and we'll have 20% new people, you know, visitors, people who are coming in our vision. But we're not okay with 80% of our people just going about doing whatever they want. So what this is showing to me is, you probably only got about 20% of your people there. So what kind of kingdom impact are we really making? It's a facade. If 40 churches were really gathering in a place of one church, you could not fit them. So what is your boast? Oh, we have now gathered together the 20% from this church, 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 and now we've filled our church. Be careful with getting sucked into the gatherings. Go to them. Be, be, be excited. Go and pray. If, if, if you had a choice, sit at home and eat McDonald's or go and pray at night with a bunch of other Christians. Obviously, that's a good choice. I get that. But what I'm trying to say is, what are we saying? And that's the question that, that I don't think is being answered. What are we saying? And I believe that church has a balcony as well. So to me, you're not even filling the church. This is the Romanian church, and Romanians have a, uh, a rich history with Pentecostalism, believe it or not. Romanian Philadelphia Church, Chicago. And the other one that, th that just happened was, um, yeah, here we go, Chicago. The church had their Easter picture on their website, and it made the point that I'm making that um, their Easter picture, you know, full, and of course you can't compare it to everything else, but the point is you don't fill up your church for the prayer meeting, but you want to invite 40 churches to come. To me, I get that we're all just encouraging each other, but to me it's just getting silly. So here, we got to get this back up. So this just shows here, but now look here. That looks like it's empty. So maybe he did have 80% of his church there. I don't know. If you have an empty church and just a big old building, hello. But still, that's, that's part of the problem as well. What are we trying to do? Are we trying to supplement by what we're not doing? Are we trying to create something that is outside of our own ministry to make ourselves feel better? I mean, what are we doing? I just wanted you guys to think about that, amen? Just think about that. You can think you don't like that, but you can think about it. Okay, let's go to Rudy's. We're still doing good here. Okay, Rudy, number two, vision statement. Unifying churches and uniting churches in Chicago to win Chicago for Jesus. Vision statement. I think we can make that a little bit more clear. Uh, help us out, guys. Unifying churches, unifying churches, churches. I would say unifying and training churches in Chicago to win the city for Jesus. 
Right? Yeah, write it down then, um, Josh, for him. Objectives, seminars. And you guys are doing good on this. Establishing leaders, major outreach. 52 church outreaches once a year. There you go. Goal, 52 churches, 52 all weeks a year. I like that. I think that's good. Would you reply to uh, Christina, please, and say yes? You put it up there, Josh? Any questions about um, Rudy's ministry here? Yes. It would be in, in Chicago for Jesus, we would be a member of it. So we would count as one of the churches having an outreach a week. So then he would need to find 51 other churches to have an outreach a week that would join with Chicago for Jesus. Does that make sense? So Chicago for Jesus is bigger than Metro Praise. It only encompasses one thing we do. And then it, every other church says, hey, I'll join with you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that came out with you guys. Exactly. That, now, if they came, that would be a second one. If they wanted to join with it, then they, what they would be doing is they would be then dedicating that they would have an outreach once a week. Okay. Right? Awesome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're doing it every week, and I misunderstood that. Thank you for clarifying. Then how are the people themselves doing outreaches? So they're just coming to, because I'm saying like, if I, if I have Chicago for Jesus at Metro Praise, and I'm knowing that our people are only reaching out this community one time a year, but all the other 51 times in a year, they go to the west side, they go to this side, they go to that side, that's not going to be a good sell to me as a pastor. So a pastor is not going to want to release their people for 51 other weeks out of the year to be at another major outreach at another church. So you would not expect the other members to come. The church members, yeah. But not the people who belong to Chicago for Jesus from the other churches. Right. So, so when do they gather? Okay, but then when, I know I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead with you. So when do the other churches gather together? When do they all come together? Yep, when do they come together? It's not part of my whole thing. See, that's what I'm saying then. You want to go back and kind of rework that? And I'm being a little bit more on hands with yours because I really know where this is, is supposed to be going with us personally because it's more of a direct thing. So what I think you should change that to is to have 52 churches having 52 outreaches a week, okay? 52 churches, one for every week of the year, and that means that everybody is having weekly outreaches. That means there's 52 weekly outreaches. 
Yeah, or you could just say 50. I know where you're coming from with the year, but if you're saying we're going to have 52 major outreaches, major things, what you're basically saying is that each church is going to pick a time to do a big outreach. And how are they going to do that? Like the second week of January, we have long winters in Chicago. So it's not, yeah, so it's not really going to be feasible. But what is feasible is if every church has a weekly outreach. Chicago for Jesus now is on the streets 50 times every week. Then Chicago for Jesus can organize two or three events throughout the year where everybody comes together, like Bodequa Fest, Taste of Chicago, and then I would pick one for August. So you got Bodequa Fest in June, Taste of, the, Taste of Chicago in July, and then pick out one for August. So go back and rework your goal and pick a goal to how many churches you would like to have in Chicago for Jesus and they doing weekly outreaches. And then find a, uh, a big outreach that would be excitable in August. Yes. We got to get ready for class, Pastor Ellie, please. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it would just be unrealistic. But it would be each and I know what he's saying. He's saying every church would do it themselves. So we only do it once a year. So it's only like Metro Praise would do it once a year. So it's not a lot of preparation to plan one outreach a year. Yeah. Yeah. The gatherings, exactly. Yes. There you go. Yep. Yeah. 